In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 234th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 4-7 and seven, coming off of a 43-6 victory over the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. They will host the New Orleans Saints who are 9-2 and two and in contention. For the top spot in the NFC. They are also trying to wrap up their fourth consecutive NFC South title. In this episode, just going to call it a rematch with the Saints. They just played a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the Saints have been interesting for them. And interesting as the uh, season goes on. The Saints had to play the Broncos last week with uh, their, without their quarterbacks. Because they... Uh, you know, weren't wearing their mask and that kind of thing, Jeff Driscoll and all those guys. And so they ended up playing with a uh, wide receiver from the practice squad who played some college quarterback at Wake Forest, so Hinton. And so they um, they won that game 31-3. So basically they played the Falcons, had a scrimmage against the Broncos, and they'll play the Falcons again with Taysom Hill, who has yet to throw a touchdown pass. So we will um, – Look at this game. We'll go over the stats. We'll also hear from interim coach Raheem Morris. We'll hear from Dirk Cutter. A couple uh, clips from Coach Dirk. Uh, talking about the problems that the offense will be facing in this game. Then we uh, broke down some of the advanced stats on the um, blitz and the pass rush. And then we'll get out of here with the series records and, and uh, Matt Ryan's passer rating numbers in the last game and uh, the last time he was that low. So let's go ahead and hear from Coach Raheem first, and then we'll get into some stat-heavy activity. Come back to Dirk, Coach Dirk, and then we'll finish up with some our advanced um, some analytics on the pass rush for you. Right here today, because, you know, after getting five sacks and five quarterback hits, that's what, that's what you want every week. And so uh, we're going to look at the numbers. They're not great, but, hey, uh, we, um, you know, can paint a picture of, you know, what they want it to be, where they want it to come from, and, and uh, how they could try to do it better here down the, down the stretch. Five games to go in the season. Here's Coach Raheem Morris, the interim coach of the Atlanta Falcons. In the Definitely an accomplishment for 
um, how a guy's moving forward and, and for yesterday um, to be able to take control of the game that way. So uh, really fired up how they played D-Led and some of the things they did really well. Um, and there's a lot of good things I can say about them right now, uh, particularly uh, like I talk about all the players and some of their contributions as well. And uh, getting ready for the Saints, this kind of shutdown, how, how are y'all adjusting to you know, not getting to see the guys again until Wednesday? You know, Mondays are uh, pretty much normal for us. I mean, you kind of go into your own labs and do your own work. So we're all just kind of at our houses um, working on that, on that form. You know, it's, it's still nice to be able to walk by um, and see guys in the training room or whatever the case may be. It's just not the case right now. Um, you know, it'll be fine. It's just something you got to deal with another stage of uh, what we're all dealing with the COVID. So um, as long as it's only even playing around, I think we can all abide by the rules and do what we need to do in order to win the football games. All right, there's Coach Raheem Morris discussing uh, some of the issues, the pass rush and the Saints. Now, we have a column up at AJC.com by Steve Hummer, the great Steve Hummer, where it's uh, the headline reads, Falcons Morris looks fine as interim, but odds don't favor promotion. So, I mean, it's five games left. He's uh, six games into 11-game uh, stop uh, interim tenure. Uh, so, um, you know, I'll, I'll want to see it play out here. So, but that's where Steve, uh, is at. Go ahead and go online and read that, read that piece there by Steve Hummer on coach Morris's situation. Okay. Now, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, go to some, uh, dirt cutter on the saints. Then we'll break down some of the numbers for you here. Here's. Offensive coordinator, Dirk Cutter. Yeah, Coach, um, you know, what are some of the early things you're looking at as you're getting ready for this, uh, you know, second game against the Saints in three weeks? Well, uh, you know, everyone that's everyone that's playing these guys is struggling. I mean, you look at the Saints numbers, and uh, they've got fantastic numbers, so n nobody's Nobody's giving you a lot of great ideas on how to how to run it up on them. I mean, this uh, I've never seen a defense ranked top ten in so many categories, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, I think when you look back at, at our first game, you know we have to we have to minimize the, the negative plays and uh, do our best to stay ahead of the chains and stay out of third and longs, and then you got to find some ways to make explosive plays. Now that's that's all good coaches talk, and, and much easier said than done because they're they're playing so well on defense right now. And the back end, it seems like they're really aggressive with the receivers. Is that uh, you know something you all have to get ready for? Yeah, I think they I think they go with the uh, the uh, basketball theory that if you foul everybody out and they won't call it all the time, but that's that's just part of it. I mean, that's what part of makes uh, that's what part of makes them uh, who they are. And then you couple that with they have a good pass rush, so you can't hold the ball. Thanks, Coach. Coach Cutter throwing some shade at the Saints. He's like, oh, yeah, they're playing tight coverage, but they're fouling on every play. The refs just can't call it on every play. That's kind of the basketball theory. That's what he's talking about there. I didn't blow that up. We might blow that up and pull it out over the next day or so because, uh, you know, hey, shots are fired at the Saints DBs for all the holding and grabbing they've been doing. All right, let's go look at the uh, stats here. The Saints are uh, in the top 
10 in uh, three of five categories we looked at this week. So that's good points. 29.6 a game. They're fifth. Uh, total yards, they're 13th in the league at 366.0. They are 20th uh, in passing yards, 231.3. They are 7th in running. Uh, Latavius Murphy had a big game last week against Denver. They were just trying to run the game out. Uh, not have any interceptions and um, get out of there with a victory. 134.7, 7th in the league, rushing. And third downs, 46.90%. Third down, uh, they're fifth in the league with that. Now, uh, conversely, uh, the Falcons' defense, uh, you got the 17th. That The numbers are coming down a little bit here, so that's looking good. Uh 17th in the, you know, points allowed, 25.5. They're under 300 after holding the Raiders to 243. They are under 400 yards. They're giving up 391.7 now. Uh, and they moved up two spots. They're from 29th to 27th. They're now the 27th ranked defense in the league. Uh, passing yards is still uh, up there pretty high, 2291.5. That's 31st in the league. Uh, six against the run, 100.3, uh, and six yards. And then uh, seventh in uh, time of possession, 337.21. Uh, no, excuse me, that's not time of possession. That's um, that's third down. Third downs are uh, uh, 37.21, which is seventh. Uh, time of possession, we'll say that for last. I didn't pull out turnover differential this week either, but that they went up because uh, they had the plus four against the uh, Raiders. So the Falcons offense, uh, they are still, well, but on the defense, I want to make a comment here about the run defense. You know, all year I was saying, hey, that's great. They're high in run defense because, hey, nobody has to try to run because, you know, they could throw it on them. But uh, we saw them stop the run this week against Josh Jacobs, a good back. You know they, um, you know they tried to run it. It didn't get out of hand to you know let to you know the, late in the third. Uh, so uh, they did a good job against the run. They played some bigger guys and got them to fumble. Uh, did a good job against the run. So maybe they do. Maybe they can stop the run. So we but. Uh, uh, they did it on Sunday. They'll get another chance here against the Saints because the Saints can't throw it with Tyson Hill. You know, uh, last game he just focused in on Michael Thomas and then he threw a couple balls up in the air and got bailed out on those. Uh, you know, the Falcons will be ready for that part of it uh, this time around. So give the run defense some love there. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take uh, some of that back right now. Now, um, Let's go to the offensive numbers. They're still in the top 10 in two categories, and, you know, one is 11. Uh, 26.8 points a game. They're 11th. Uh, pass total yards, 374.8, which is 10. So they're, they're top 10 offense. The uh, pa passing yards, 271.4. That's five. That's fifth in the league. They've been dropping. Because, uh, you know, they haven't had the receivers the last couple games and won't have them, uh, you know, not expecting them to have. Uh, well, they're not going to have Alameda Zacchaeus, who was put on IR today. Laquan Treadwell's called up. Ridley's at that troublesome foot ankle he was grabbing in the game. And then uh, Julio 
Uh, we'll see if he gets out to the practice field on Wednesday and see how his week goes. So it could be uh, shorthanded again against these Saints. So uh, the um, rushing yards, 103.5 is 23rd in the league. And uh, third downs, 41.29 or 17th overall. So um, got a good pass defense going against the top five defense and all the main stuff here. So uh, the Saints defense took over in that second half last game. And if the Falcons are going to win, the offense has got to do a lot better. Uh, you know, three field goals is not going to get it. So you're going to have to score touchdowns. Uh, you know, and they they weren't able to do that last game. Then it got out of, got out of hand there late with the um, with the inability to block them and stuff. So the Saints uh, giving up twenty point five points a game, fifth in overall uh, total yards a game. They're number one. So you got the number eleventh ranked offense going against the excuse me the tenth ranked offense going against the number one defense. They got to win that. Uh, passing, they're giving up 208.3 per game at 5th in the league. Rushing, 176.6, and that's where the Falcons got to go at. They got to run. They're going to try to spread them and run, but their linebackers are too fast. Uh, you got Demario Davis. Uh, you got uh, Quan Alexander back there. Uh, you know, so that makes it really, really tough uh, in the run game there. So, that's uh, that's going to be problematic. But the Falcons got to run the ball. They can't throw on every down. And they might not have Todd Gurley. So we'll see if they get fancy with Ito, uh, Brian Hill. Getting Quadri Olsen back will certainly help. He's been out with the, uh, illness. So some kind of way they got to run the ball. We'll see how they do it. Uh, they're going to run some jet sweeps and do it off of the motion and uh, things like of that order to get some misdirection going. But the Saints are um, third on third downs. They're 11th at 39.31. Uh, so time of possession, the Saints are second in the league at 32.12 The uh, uh, minutes per game. The uh, Falcons are sixth at 31 minutes and 37 seconds a game. And so, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a big part of how the Falcons have been able to go four and two. They've been keeping that ball keeping that defense out the field, and now the defense is starting to make a couple plays along the way to help themselves out. So, um, first downs to the Saints. Uh, third, they only give up 18.4, which is third in the league. So, it's, it's been tough sled for a lot of people when they play the Saints this year. So, that's going to be the matchup. Falcons offense, what they can do with the Saints defense. And the Falcons defense should be able to, you know, control K, uh, Tyson Hill. That's uh, that's a, I think they I think the defensive uh, brain trust knows what to do with that. Uh, certainly, and uh, you know he's gonna have to bow up and stop those quarterback runs, and I think they know that. Cover Michael Thomas, top stop Tyson, stop uh, Kamara, and then don't let Murray get rolling downhill on you. So it's a pretty simple what the defense could do now. What the offense has to do against the, the, the defense is a little bit more complex because they haven't lined up and ran the ball down anybody's throat this year. So um, that's 
kind of what they need to do here and I don't know we haven't seen it so I don't know if they're capable all right but nobody knew the defense was capable of a pass rush until last week either so they did do that uh, advanced blitz numbers so I got them all they um they blitzed 188 times Fourier Ulukan's the main blitzer with 43 Dion Jones the second at 38 and then uh, back up linebacker Macau or Mikael Walker is third with 27. And they like the safety blitz. They bring Keanu. They brought him 17 times. And then they like the slot blitz. That's my favorite. That's the one you bring to just have him go hit Taysom Hill on every play. Uh, you know, and then if he could find the slot receiver, he, he, he probably can't throw it to him even if he could find him. So... Uh, Oliver's going to be a big uh, part. If I was putting together the game plan, he'd be a big part of it. Uh, that's your extra person that followed the quarterback. And leave a slot receiver uh, for Ricardo or somebody. But those are your advanced blitz numbers. That's how they got, you know, they got the five sacks. And it was good to see them not all be, um, you know, non-defensive linemen. Actually, the defensive linemen got in there and got them some. Tyler Davidson, John Kaminsky, uh, uh, and, of course, Jacob Tuta Mariner. Okay, but then, so let's dig a little further on the the uh, hits, quarterback knockdowns, hurries, and sacks. And that gives me a pass rush quotient for uh, the team and get to see who the most effective people are. And the, uh, the number one guy, of course, is Grady Jarrett with 10 knockdowns, 8 hurries, hurries. Three sacks. He's 21. That's the highest number. Uh, the second number is actually Dante Fowler at uh, 17. He's had a four knockdowns, 11 hurries, and two sacks. So, uh, you know, he's getting back into shape. He played 25% of the snaps, 16 plays against the Raiders. Um, so maybe he can make his presence felt here down the stretch. Uh, the next person is Deion Jones with uh, a total number of 11.5, four knockdowns, four hurries, 3.5 sacks. And then I got one, two, three, four, five guys all with an eight. And, and, and uh, the best one will go in order of sacks. So that would be Charles Harris with two knockdowns, three hurries, and three sacks. He's got an eight. And then Fourier. In order of sacks, that's the one we value the most. So, six knockdowns, six hurries, two sacks. And then John Kaminsky shows up in this area here. Uh, one knockdown, six hurries, and one sack. And then Stephen Means, he uh, also shows up here with uh, four knockdowns, three hurries, and one sack. And then um, the departed Tack McKinley is a part of this group of the eights. Uh, and he had six knockdowns, one hurry, and one sack basically in two games. So he, uh, you know, he was in and out after that Dallas game. He looked like it got off to a good start for him, but then everything just went, went south uh, after that. So um, we're going to uh, go to Dirk Cutter. We um, discuss. Uh, Kelsey uh, Conway from the team's website, UC Bearcat lacrosse player. Shout out to Kelsey. She had a good question for uh, Coach Cutter on uh, about Caleb, and then he talked about Edo. I don't know if that, that was her question too, but uh, we're going to hear this one. It's uh, 
two minutes and 59 seconds then we'll come back in and wrap up here at the 234th episode of the bowtie chronicles podcast here's coach dirk on ito and caleb and cam jordan it's be a big matchup Newberry AP. I just wanted to follow up on Jason's question a little bit more in depth about Caleb. When you went back and watched the film, I know you said that there uh, the sacks was uh, a lot of different reasons. How did you feel like Caleb fared in that first matchup with Cam Jordan specifically? Are you cold today, Elsie? Yes. <laughs> it's cold outside. <laughs> well, uh, I, I thought Caleb did fine until the fourth quarter, and you know, that's really the same thing that happened in the second game last year versus the first game last year. In the first game last year, we stayed ahead of the chains. We ran the ball pretty well. We had the lead, and Caleb did fine in that game. In the second game last year, we got behind. We had to throw it every play in the second half, and Cam Jordan got the ball in, and that's a tough matchup for anybody. And the same thing happened in the first game this year. You know, we were right there in the first half when it was 10 to 9 or whatever the score was. And then they scored first in the second half. And, you know, we didn't have the ball hardly at all in the third quarter. And then they're down two scores in the fourth quarter. So, again, for Caleb, the team, our team on offense, has to play better to keep it from being a pass every down situation. And then Caleb has to stay consistent with his hands and with his sets. And he's much improved this year over last year. Uh, but, you know, Cam Jordan's a, an all-pro player for a reason. And, you know, from week to week in this league, different players have, have difficult matchups. And, uh, you know, right now the Saints present a lot of those difficult matchups. Zach Klein? All right, there was Paul Newberry asking that first question there on Edo. Uh, good stuff from Coach Dirk. He's checking on Kelsey, who was cold. It was cold yesterday. Uh, and, uh, you know, he broke down Caleb's situation. Because the second game last year, the, Fal- the Falcons gave up a bunch of sacks, too. I think it's 17 in the last two games. Uh, and the, the the hits are probably um, 26, I believe it is. It was, uh, you know, they can't block them once they get into that one-dimensional mode. And the uh, Saints know how to get after it really good and uh, been able to win those two battles. Now, another big one coming out of that last game 
was Matt Ryan threw a uh, had a 48.5 passer rating. They got after him so bad. It was his lowest passer rating since game seven of the 2013 season when he had a 42.7 uh, passer rating. So, uh, didn't have a particularly good game against the Raiders. 185 yards, passing two touchdowns. Had to give up five field goals. And those are the field goals that, you know, 38, 29, 38. Uh, you know, if he's got to get a 50 or 54 in there, that's fine. That means uh, they're not stalling in the red zone. But, uh, you know, the young way Koo is getting way. He's really the MVP thus far this season. So, in this game, though, they need touchdowns and not uh, field goals to pull it off. The record, the overall record, there was one meeting in the playoffs. The Falcons won that 27-20. But this will be the 103rd regular season meeting. And the Saints are gaining. The Falcons lead the series 52-50. to But the Saints have won five of the last six meetings. Looking like they're on their way to the playoffs. And... Uh, Maybe even more. Maybe even more. Uh, but with that, let's get out of here. From 237th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Stay safe out there and wear your mask. Yeah, that's right. Wear your mask. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents... Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny... One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.